2: Hey everyone, this is Stefan James from Project Life Mastery, and I'm sitting
1: down right now with Sean Vosler, who is an incredibly successful online marketer. He's the affiliate manager for Ty Lopez and Sam Ovens, which many of you guys might be familiar with. He I'm sorry
0: wrote for all those ads, by the way. <laughs> That's not our fault. You may have seen it one right before. The, no.
1: <laughs>
0: Hopefully not. <It> happens. <laughs> no. He also wrote this incredible book, this guy book
1: called Seven Figure Marketing Copy. He's an incredible copywriter. You know so much. you an amazing networker. We're going to dive into affiliate marketing, copy, certain strategies that can help you guys grow and build your online business. So appreciate it. Man. Great to Thanks be here, man. Time. Thanks
0: for having me. This
1: is going to be fun. Yeah. Let's talk about some internet marketing stuff. Yeah. So well, I'd love for you to maybe share just with my audience your story. Like you've been at this for such a long time. You've got so many incredible skills right there's so, like we're going to focus on a few here today but yeah. how did how did this all start for you
0: I'll give you the, the script note version cuz it's 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 a fun story but it gets a little little crazy yeah. I'm 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 a little nervous okay. about it. no I'm kidding. <laughs> so the the funny thing about internet marketing is like it has this appeal of live anywhere life type life, uh, laptop lifestyle all that good stuff and and that is kind of like what attracted me to this and it was gosh probably 2013 ish that I saw a fella named Lewis Howes, yep. and I'll never forget. There's a picture of him on his Facebook page, where he's sitting in an infinity pool like this. And I was a web designer at the time, ran a web uh, website building agency, and working 80 hours and blah blah. blah just hated life a little bit. <laughs> and I saw this picture, and I said, whatever that guy is doing, I want to do that. <laughs> and I figured the best way to uh, to learn how to do it was to work for the guy. So this at this time you know i had a, a skill set of of building things online websites but i had no concept of just how the the selling and marketing side were. i could build websites my my brand at the time was wordpress guys so i built a bunch of wordpress sites and and that was that was that was cool but it just long story short i i wasn't living the lifestyle i wanted i was just like nonstop dealing with clients had just juggling people and I'll never forget the big breaking point for my agency at that time was like, I built a website and the owner's girlfriend at the time of of the company that I was uh, doing this for, she said, I I think that picture's too black and white. We should change that. And I I just at that my brain just broke. Like, I was like a picture can't be too black and white. But that that micromanagement, that like overbearing client relationship, I just knew there had to be a better way. Uh, So actually I started quote unquote stalking Lewis and his business partner at the time. Right. <laughs> In a good way. Uh, just reaching out, how can I help? Uh, you know, taking a look at their websites. Hey, you know, have you thought about this? Just just really giving value? Yeah, yeah. Building that first like base level connection. And then eventually, I'll never forget like his business partner called me one night at like 1230. They were doing a launch with a product and everything broke <laughs> and I wasn't working for them at the time, but it, it, it turned out I was able to come in, fix some database stuff and, um, uh, you know, make it all up and Google stuff and <laughs> figured it out. Uh, but long story short ended up working with them for a few years. Then, um, actually got hired by a, a, a few folks out here in San Diego. Um, uh, Mike Phil same, Andy Jenkins, these old school internet marketers to help them do some marketing with, uh, uh, building landing pages and things like that. And then just a slow grind of, of learning the skill set of copy and landing page building and, and kind of the, the back end side of all this marketing stuff. Um, I was able to transition into more of a, uh, a brokerage standpoint, if that makes sense. So I would, I would help companies who have big distribution, like, like yourself with a YouTube channel, you, you know, and, and you, you're, you guys uh, from a business standpoint, need to focus on the most important part of your business, which is creating, creating great content and you know building that connection with your audience you don 't have time to manage all these promotions right so I found my my niche was really helping folks who had a lot of distribution and finding great products for them to promote as affiliates and Then what I would do is come in, uh, build all the marketing parts that i 'd learned you know with working with these other guys i uh, 'd write all the copy and really just manage the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so the last few years I've worked with uh, Ty Lopez and a few other folks in that kind of world. Um, and I will tell you the big like, secret, <laughs> if there is mm-hmm. one for all this, is having a great product. Who would have oh, thought, goodness. right? Like, <laughs> great products that actually help people. Yeah. And, and that was always, I'll never forget, uh, Sam Ovens has a, he runs consulting.com, about four, maybe five years ago, I uh, picked up his course and I was so mad because it was the course I wanted to make. Right. <laughs> like I bought it and I said, F like, yeah. this is, this is exactly what I was hoping to make. So at the time I was like, well, I'm just going to like, he wasn't, you know, big, big, but he was big in New Zealand kind of deal. Uh, so I was able to, to grab lunch with him and, you know, pitch him on the idea of like, I want to be an affiliate of this and so i I would promote it you know the the nice thing about it being a two thousand dollar product at the time was you make one sale you make fifty percent it's a thousand dollar sale so you make a couple a week and and you have yourself a nice little business there yeah Yeah. so i was able to learn a lot about how i would promote that product Mm -hmm. and then i was able to help him bring partners on manage those promotions for a small percentage like a brokerage fee basically and uh and that brings us up to now where i'm transitioning now for to the kind of the next phase you know how it is with businesses, you start like kind of working your way up the different uh, pivot points, yeah. right? And now I'm working more towards uh, monetizing the knowledge that I've had. So putting together the book and uh, a couple courses, things like that, still do affiliate management, but a lot of that's, you know, automated now and uh, have a team that I work with to help, to help execute that. But, uh, but yeah, that's the, that's the story in a nutshell, yeah. man. How how did
1: you learn these skills? Like did you go through courses, trainings, or was kinda of you learn as you went working for Lewis and different
0: companies? I would say you know, it's funny because I look back in hindsight and I feel like I did it the hardest way possible. <laughs> like I wish I would have bought more courses. I, I just never really did. Like I it, it was either a matter of me not paying attention to what's on the marketplace or just being oblivious to it. Yeah. So a lot of mine was A, I just love building things. Yeah. So if there's a passion that I have it's just creating stuff um, and a lot of times we were talking kind of before this it's it's easy to get distracted and the there's a really bad side of that like you can just get off on these standards but one benefit of that is you get an ex, a chance to experience a lot of different things so building all these websites I was just I knew there was just better ways to do things so it was always trial and error and that was probably 90% of it We put it at the 60% was trial and error just Testing things, trying things out, and then eventually I got a lot better at uh, learning where to find information that's useful, whether it's books or courses or mentorship kind of things. And honestly, working, like you said, with uh, people who are have been doing it for ten times longer than I have was the the biggest point where I could learn, you know, the different skills from a feedback standpoint. Got it. Like I'd be able to get, I'd write something and Andy would say, that's terrible and here's why. Right. Uh, or, you know, I'd put together an email and uh, I'd send it out and we'd get no sales and be like, well, let's look at why that didn't work. You, yeah. know? you so, essentially had the direct mentorship, which is even better than the course of the product. Yeah, right? yeah, and and working for somebody yeah. in that capacity is a great way to learn. Um, you know, it, it was one of those, uh, Getting paid to be mentored a lot of times, and and it it is a job, uh, but at the t- at the time that's what I needed. You know, it wasn't I wasn't ready to go out and launch my own stuff. You know, some people underestimate the value of of actually getting real world experience in that, and they just want to jump right in and start making money online. It's like, well, you there is work to be done, whether it's solo by yourself digging in deep or getting uh, help from others. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, cool. What would you say is the most important skill that an internet marketer needs to have? I'm a little biased, but no. <laughs> I mean, copywriting, honestly, is where 99% of my revenue comes from. Yeah. I don't tell people I'm a copywriter necessarily because that's not, I don't want to just be hired to write copy. My business is based on, on equity, so I get paid when they get results, right? But I found, you know, all the websites in the world that you build, it's the story of build it and they will come mm-hmm. is not relevant anymore so you really have to learn and it's it's not that complex of a skill to learn there's there's certain principles and once you learn them it's like anything else you know learning to draw is the example i use like people are like why can't i write good copy it's like well can you draw a a still life and it be very accurate and most people are like well no of course i can't but i can draw a stick figure you know and 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 the thing is writing is just the same type of skill as drawing You've got to practice, yes. and it's an underestimate. Like, they, they write one copy, and they're like, why is this terrible? It's like, well, you're practicing. Yeah. So the first draft always sucks. The second draft is a little better, and the third one, you, you're getting really close. Yeah. You know? So that's learning that skill is a matter of practicing, going and looking at you know, transcribing videos. I've transcribed Stefan's videos before and, and broken them down by content. So I, I'll like block out a paragraph and say, well, this is a hook. You know, and and here's what he's doing. He's trying to open us up into, to getting excited about the rest of the content and then, okay, yeah, exactly. So, so that's another good thing is go and look at what's working Mm -hmm. and, and sorry, I'm like playing with my hair this whole time. (laughs) This is one benefit you have of no, I know (laughs) it's the way to go. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it is the most valuable skill for me. Um, and it also translates into real life where you know, selling on the page is copywriting, selling in real life on the phone or in person is selling. It's this very similar type of skill. Influence people. And it's the copy, I guess, an email copy, your, your
1: website copy, your sales page, video copy, you right. know, writing the script for your videos you
0: might have. Yeah. Yeah. And in, in the last couple of years, the big revelation for me was that copy, um, is all about teaching a hundred percent about like if, the, uh, there's a Harvard biz, Business Review article about the best salespeople in the world, and your, your gut tells you, if you were to say, well, who's the best salespeople in the world, your gut is, say, well, networkers, people who have a lot of good friends, and, and people who can work the room, and to a certain, they're the second best, you know, they're the second best salespeople. The best salespeople in the world are people who teach. So they come into a business, like let's say I'm coming in and selling a business on a big consulting package. If I teach them how they're losing money and how they can make more, and the, it, before even pitching the product, I'm giving them value, teaching them, those are the best salespeople that, that guide people through the buying process. So I've just taken a lot of that principles of teaching and put it into my copy. Um, so 80% of my copy is actually just teaching people uh, why their perspective might be wrong. Yes. So it's it's about giving them, their beliefs more exactly, than giving them like a
1: tactical thing. Yeah, it's giving like the those, biggest, the yeah. biggest, the best way to teach is to, the mindset, right? Because that will harbor the actions that someone's going to take. Exactly.
0: That. And and so, for instance, if someone's watching this and they've looked at internet marketing and just see the big hype videos of like people making a bunch of money, like I might be able to give the insight of well, you know, you actually have to do a lot of work to get to that point. But that's a good thing for you because now that you know that, you, you know there's a lot of work to be done, then your first job is to get over the fact that you might not want to do a lot of work. Yeah. But once you get past that, then you'll go and start investigating and, and get the, the passion built behind learning and, and uh, collecting this information. So, so giving insights, I, I, I like to think like when I'm writing, I like to just kind of listen for this, the hair sticking back uh, of your neck sticking up a little bit. And when that happens, you know you've found like a good kind of epiphany for people, yeah. and that's the that's like the the core thing I'm shooting for when I'm I'm putting together content. Cool. Now you wrote this incredible book. Um,
1: it's so artistic. I mean, if you guys look through it, um, some of the graphics and the images, the details that you put into this is incredible. This goes into, I guess, uh, seven-figure marketing copy and different strategies, content marketing. What are some of the the most? I mean, there's so much in here that's so valuable um, um we'll link to this for you guys but what are some of the the things inside this that you can maybe share or talk about that might be
0: helpful for people well, I like if you ever walked in a bookstore and you start looking through a book and you're like where's like where's where's the steps yep. you know and and i'm all for story like there's a whole, half this book is about how to put good stories together for marketing but also the the big thing i want out of a book is actionable information so this book is broken into right now, 12 methods. I'm probably gonna be adding more. It's it's constantly growing and changing. Um, uh, methods that you can follow to just generate either content for content marketing or even sales pages. I'm, I'm just building the principles out in those 12 foundational uh, steps of how to create uh, enticing content so that's really the premise behind. It, is like how can I make it as actionable as possible I don't have many of like my stories in there I don't even think I talk about myself very much in there <laughs> I just here's the steps I do awesome. um, and honestly it, it got born out of a, a an Evernote document that I keep of all right this worked and here's how I did it and or here's how someone else did it And I collected all these different methods for myself and I just use them as reference guides when I write things so I figure you know flush it out a bit and uh put it into a a useful guide for people who want to learn i i I call it a copy guide like it it is teaching copy but you know as we've discussed before in length like content marketing like that teaching side of things that's a huge part of it um there is a lot in there about how to identify your target audiences and assign archetypes which is a whole fun discussion using you know the hero's journey to craft you know these these big long marketing campaigns and stuff so I had a lot of fun putting it together. It's been uh, like this, I'll I'll just yeah. show you. <laughs> so this is the uh the binder, right? And this is about half the stuff that needs to be in it, but um I was showing him this the is all
1: your prep for it.
0: Yeah, so what I do, I'm I'm a big collector of information and for each section, um I'll just take the content and s- cut it out into the parts that I'm gonna be using for reference yeah. in the in the book. So I recommend anybody who's into uh uh you know research start the physical side of actually writing uh so a lot of this i'll handwrite first wow. and then get it transcribed with fiverr or something right. um and and just something about getting off the computer having the information and just manually yeah putting it's the different up. than
1: just having it in evernote
0: yeah yeah and you know i'm i'm all for you know saving paper and whatnot yeah. but <laughs> uh but it, it is um i actually Maybe I was looking for this study in my, my own uh, uh, way of justifying this, but I, there, there's a really cool study I mentioned in the book about the tactile connection with writing, specifically cursive writing, and uh, synapses in your brain when you're learning. And it's, and it's very interesting how connected our hands are with our brain. And the, the more tactile we can get with things, the better. So I'll, I'll just have different mediums of interaction. And, and, you know, that might just be more how I learned, but, um, I never really did that well in school. Like I, I, student for most of the time college, barely graduated, never went and actually got my diploma. I think it's still there somewhere. Um, but I have recently started really getting into stay back (laughs) there, um, into the art of researching and, and all the things that I, I, if I would have known how important those skills would be, I probably would have paid attention a little bit more in the, the actual like English classes and stuff, you know, organizing information, putting it in a logical progression, like what should, what is an adverb? Like all these things that I, I just didn't know were important. Um, and, and of course there's like a balancing act there. I can go down these rabbit holes and spend three months on something I probably shouldn't where it's, it's more of a passion project. So, i um, uh, if I was to prioritize maybe learning how clauses all interact in a paragraph isn't the most, the best use of my time. But it has helped me a lot in organizing this in a way that is useful for people. Because I'm sure you've experienced this and probably, you know, if you go back in your YouTube channel, do your first couple videos, you're like, oh God. Just <laughs> don't go back and watch it. Just them. don't go back. <laughs> uh, but it, it is so funny because you look back and be like, oh gosh, that is so unorganized. Yeah. Um, and, and honestly, the, the problem with that for me, like I have an issue on video not look like it right now because we're we're this is actually interview styles like the that's another good tip if you're if you're not good at getting your thoughts out get a good friend just to sit and interview you you'll make much better content um but but the organization of content in a logical way that people can digest it for me that gives me confidence so researching spending the time putting in the effort is is about giving me confidence so when when i'm creating whether it's a video or writing I can put that out to the world in a way that they, you know, it's a perceived confidence because I know what I'm talking about. Uh, so anybody, if you're having issues with content development, that's another big thing. One of the mindset issues that people uh, might find to be a problem is confidence. And we may yeah. we may wonder, like, how do you get confidence? It's by doing the homework. <laughs> yeah. It's It's, you know, I'm sure, like, I was looking at your Evernote, I was like, that's a, that's a sexy Evernote right there, man. Like, it's just like, boom. Uh, and, and a lot of that is building the, the foundation to make great content. So you're confident in it.
1: I think, you know, you,
0: you've demonstrated the mastery, what I call mastery, right?
1: You've gone so deep on something and you have such attention to detail to it. You practice it, you go deep to really master it. And that's, I think, one of the most important things I try to help people with not just to dabble with something, but to try to go deep with it. Now, in terms of copywriting, how what do you think are the, some of the best ways someone, if they wanted to learn it, how how should they start learning it? Is it just a matter of you know doing what you did, maybe breaking down copy and just trying to understand
0: it, and then just practice as much as you can? Well, so yes, <laughs> um, but so the first method in this book is about like how to go out and break down copy. So I I always ta- tell people like if you want to learn what attracts people, so the hook is one of the most important parts in copy. Like what what will get people to actually continue down the page or watch the video or whatever. Um, So learning that is the first pivotal skill, like how to, to build a connection with an audience um, from a hook perspective get their attention. Yeah, get their attention and it's a building that trust and everything as well right away Yeah, and and the way to do that the a way to practice that so uh, Building that mastery is to go out and and look at people who are paid to do it very well And they're paid based on interactions. So uh, Sites like uh, dig and, and even YouTube, you know training videos um, even Reddit, sometimes the the trending uh, posts. It's um, a couple other sites in there I can't really think of right now. But what what I generally will do is I'll go and find the the content that's getting the most interaction, and then I'll pull it out the the headline and I'll break it out into parts. So for instance, uh, I use this example in the book. The um, uh, I have to look now. I kind of forget what yeah, the exact was. Yep, sure. uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the. The beauty of it comes from then you have a your actual own format to use later. So um, <clears throat> yeah, so the one that caught my attention, and, and that's really like if if it catches your attention, there's a good chance it, it caught other yeah. people, especially if you were marketing to people who are like you. Yeah. So this this headline, the man who perfected the laugh track, it was just like a weird, different, had some I don't know, just something about it caught my attention. I couldn't really put a like pin on it, but but if you break it down, it's the noun who perfected the topic, right? And then that's your that's your foundation of of copy that you can use yourself, right? Uh, so you know you go down and you just pl- you can plug in you know the the YouTuber who perfected the uh, the meme video, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so, so yeah, you're essentially like looking
1: at it, anything that's working, right? Yeah. That's got a lot of views, a lot of attention. You're curious to break
0: down, understand why. Right. Yeah. Right. And and that. <clears throat> that act of just examining, yeah. so that's actively participating in learning. The the passive learning is when you're kind of, and there's nothing wrong with passive learning, reading a book and, you know, for instance, um, just digesting information, but taking that and doing an exercise with it or create, I tell this with everybody, like whatever book you're really into, create a worksheet out of it. Yeah, yeah like there's a book I'm, I really like, it's called Deep Work, right. and it's all about how to get really deep into things you're creating right so I, I ended up going and taking a bunch of notes on it and then i went and built like a fill in the blank like workbook on it because i just wanted to exercise the book you want to uh, retain it but more apply it yeah well, exactly get information and you forget about it like the next right, day. right right and so with copywriting it's just like drawing like you got to start start sketching somewhere and you might start with a book you might start with a teacher uh, you might start just browsing YouTube and watching videos on it, but you're just you're building a collection of a foundation of, of data. And then as you continue up that ladder of mastery, as you get better with things, you start to get smarter with how you collect and organize the information. Yeah. So
1: I'll give you guys a link to check this out. If you go to www.projectlifemastery.com slash seven figure marketing copy. You guys can head on over there, get a copy of this. Highly recommend it. I'm looking forward to go deep on this stuff. Um, How about we transition a little bit to affiliate marketing, which you have a lot of experiences with. Um, There's obviously so many ways that someone can make money from selling physical products, information products. I love affiliate marketing because you don't have to do the work of actually creating the product and delivering the product and everything with that. You can, you know, if you have an audience or if you're great at getting traffic and you have a relationship with people, you can just refer to people other people's products that are obviously beneficial and valuable can serve your audience and then you earn a commission by doing that um
0: and and you've did done this you you know you're the master of this right so the one of the foundational pieces that is the value that you give outside of the product right so you uh with, with your promotions. I know a lot of times you'll do a, a bonus where it's almost as valuable giving as the more course. value. Yes, exactly. So, so part of that you can do on the front end by either creating content that's valuable right away giving that away, just either in a, a blog or a video or, or whatever format works best for you. And then, um, you're endorsing the product, you're being transparent about you being an affiliate for it and then, uh, offer a, a bonus guide of, of your own, if people buy through your link that's that 's a very simple uh, powerful way to 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 sell things you know? and that 's what I do with a lot of my clients is i 'll help them create bonuses for each other
1: awesome so so what what do you, what do you love about affiliate marketing like why do you think it's so powerful compared to many sure. other different ways
0: well it's the it 's one of the few um, business models that you can come right out the gate and start make getting results very quickly um, you know i uh, a buddy of mine took Took my book and he just posted it in his Facebook group about, and he sold you know maybe ten of them or something. But right away he made like two hundred fifty bucks. He didn't have to. He didn't have to go spend six months and six years developing this content and writing. it. He he just said hey, this is a great book and he endorsed it, right? And you know, influence marketing is uh is huge, right? So for me, b- bridging that gap actually is is my business. Like I go and find influencers who have an audience find good products and help them them bridge that gap so that's a, a another type of affiliate marketing is where you actually become the facilitator the broker yeah the broker and but honestly promoting um, products themselves is just the fastest way to to, to get results if you're just getting started um, and it's probably I'm sure it's the foundation of why you put your affiliate course together link in the description <laughs> somewhere <laughs> no uh, but it, it, it's it's it was my first real taste of like, oh, wow, this is what residual income feels like because it's it's something that if you set it up right, maybe you don't even have to go crazy with setting up ads and funnels and all this stuff. Uh, it might just be a video with an affiliate link, but, you know, you might get a sale randomly once a week or once a month or something of and maybe you're selling a $2,000 product. So you get a $1,000 commission if it's 50% and you're like, well, I didn't, I didn't actively do anything again yeah. to get that yeah. sale right and that's really what attracted me to it um, and the fact that if you go and find people who have great products um, that's really the foundation like if it's a great product it's going to in a lot of ways sells sell itself right. because of its results its its offer and all that um, so all you really need to do is be the inter- introducer you just you inter- love it you, you don't have to like Pitch it hard, you right, know. Right. You say this is something sure, I use. Yeah. This is something I like. Like yeah. it's great, and I, I do that with like ClickFunnels a lot. I That's use great. it to build a lot of my websites. So I'm like, well, of course you should buy ClickFunnels yeah. because here's what I'm doing with it, and I've I've been lucky enough to to make a six figure income just on that, just yeah. literally recommending it to to my audience. So. That's
1: exactly how I, how I do it as well because for me, I, I'm always learning, improving myself. I'm investing in courses and trainings and resources so I can improve my life. Mm-hmm. And anything I come across, that's great, which not everything is. Sometimes mm-hmm. you know come across things that aren't that great. But if it is great and it does benefit me, I feel like it's a duty for me to share it with people. That mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to just keep it for myself. If other people can benefit from it and can help their health or their relationships or their business or whatever it is,
0: yeah. I want to share that with other people. Yeah, and I will. So, i add to that, too, and, and you've experienced this probably more than anybody <laughs> as an affiliate, like the info product space. I used to not really like dig it that much. I used to really be into promoting just software, like just just here's nuts and bolts and here's how it works. Right. But what I've been finding, if you find a really good info product that you can get behind and really uh, even help the creator themselves make it better and, and get involved in the process, almost like more of a business partner. Because that's really, at the end of the day, a lot of affiliates, the top 10% of your affiliates might make up you know, 50% of your revenue of your whole business. So they are invested in your business in a lot of ways. Uh, so, so being able, even from a networking standpoint, reach out to people you're promoting... Uh, like if some, for example, even if someone's watching this and reached out to you and said, Hey, I have a small YouTube channel. It's only like a thousand subscribers, but I want to do a 10 minute interview about your affiliate course because I think it's great. And, and I want to tell my story about it too. Like you're going to say, yeah, I'm going to help yeah. that guy. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and we like, talk. It's about, a win-win on both sides. Like their success is my success. Exactly. And it's networking kind of one-on-one always have it be the benefit for the person you're talking to. Right. And, and a lot of people are like, like you mentioned, like we should, we should talk about not networking. You know, everyone it's like, well, the reason I I can I help a lot of people, a lot of the uh, the ways that I connect with people, like for instance Ty Lopez, um, I I got involved with him because I, I I'd met him a few times, but this was before the sixty seven step YouTube Lamborghini stuff. But it, I was fascinated because I saw his stuff just blow up, and from a marketing perspective, my mind just said, "What happened?" I know a lot about marketing, and I have no idea what he's doing, right? So I said, "I'm gonna." I'm going to learn from this guy like I'm I'm going to go right to the source so I went and looked at his different funnels and from using my experience as a copywriter and funnel builder I built a mind map of how he was losing you know ten million dollars and that's a good conversation starter by the way if you know here's how you're losing ten million dollars um and I just sent it to him I said hey here's a mind map of what I think you should do uh if I was in your shoes looking at, based on my experience here's what I'd recommend and the the next conversation was that's awesome can you just do it (laughs) you know and and i was like sure you know so so that's even from a networking standpoint affiliate marketing is a great way to break in and give value because especially if you're making sales uh like russell brunson for instance one of the most busiest guys in the world like making millions and millions and millions. And, you know, I'm a smaller affiliate, but I'm still like, I'm an affiliate. Uh, so I was able to get him on a call and do an interview and use that in my bonus for his products, right? And, but we were able to build a nice connection there too. And, and now we know each other, you know, that's, that's honestly, a lot of people, they'll go to events uh, and things like that. And they'll try to build these connections, but it's not based on value. You know, it's based on, I just hope they'll be my friends, which, you know, is great. You should
1: have I I think the mindset (laughs) here, too, is, you know, sometimes people in business, they think, well, that's my competition, Mm. right? And what you're saying and what I believe as well is that there's no competition because there's an opportunity to collaborate with them, to partner. And that's what influencers are doing today on YouTube, on like bloggers or Instagrammers or course creators is they're, collaborating with each other, and they're partnering up in these different ways. And there's an exchange of value that's happening. I'll promote you and share, you know, you with my audience and support you and, and vice versa.
0: Right. right, right. And, and the ethics of it are interesting too, because a lot of people are like, well, you shouldn't just endorse something, you know, just so you can make money. And and I 100% agree. Uh, if you're not willing to go and investigate the quality, then you're just, you know, the Shamwell got Shamwell sham wow guy on on tv you know like this is great you know paid promotion um there's a difference i do believe you should go and make sure what you're promoting is valuable because the other side of your business as an affiliate marketer should be to build your own brand and business right build your own audience and if you start recommending crappy stuff they're going to stop having trust in you, you right so that's That's the flip side of it that's how you ensure that you're promoting things that are are solid is because you use them and you want to maintain your brand your business um and and i do think there's a lot of value for any business that like even Ty lopez does very well with his own products like extremely well but his highest profit per employee section of his business is affiliate marketing because he doesn't have overhead he doesn't um, he uses assets. He already has his email list his social media. He doesn't have to run ten, twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 a day ads. It, he's just introducing to the, the structure he's already created new products. So, uh, especially folks who are just starting out, at least keep that in the back of the mind of, I can con- continue to monetize the things that I'm selling. Like my, you know, my book, I'm making 20 bucks a sale or whatever it is. Um, the real goal is to build this big connection and this big audience of buyers who trust me, and I'll also promote other people's stuff to them. You know, that's not the big goal, but that's part of it, right? And it's uh, you know, the the biggest uh, affiliate company in the world. You, you know this answer? It's a it's a, it's an easy one, but I'll, I'll no, Amazon. Right. I mean, they they literally probably you know like you take any product on there and you grab their link, you get six percent of the sale, um, and that was especially in the early days when they were trying to compete with all these different online retailers, I mean, that was the foundation of their growth. Now, now they're just, everybody just uses Amazon. But, uh, but if you look at the biggest companies in the world, they use affiliate marketing as well. Yeah. So when it comes to, uh, promoting
1: a product, what what do you guys typically do to promote something? Is it, you know, um, Promoting on the email list also in the content or what what kind of strategies are typically sure. implemented? So you can get the best ROI on a affiliate
0: product. So I've, I've been looking at this a long time Like what is the best to fun? And and it's different for every product, right? But generally what I like to do is create about five call them cornerstone pieces of content. So so five useful persuasive call to action based content and usually it starts out as an email so a lot of times i'm working with email lists but then we'll take that same email we'll turn it into a video uh with you know either ty or sam or any of the other affiliates and, and that's their their outline right is the content in that email so that'll be a video and, and then, then you put it up on youtube or yeah will be youtube facebook uploaded uh, uh pieces of it on instagram things like that but then we'll take that long form email Edit it for a Facebook ad. So we'll literally take the email and pop it into a, a very long uh, Facebook ad. And those do extremely like well.
1: the caption of the ad. Like uh, the yeah, it will be
0: literally the the whole ad and then you know a picture. So you upload the uh, relating picture, something that maybe catches attention, and then it the. And this is kind of a more technical thing, but when you're running these longer ads, if you click read more, like in the actual ad itself, you get a little preview, right? And that's where you might have your hook and it says, see more. When you click that, if it's long enough, it'll open in a new tab. So it takes people out of the newsfeed into a new tab and it's just like a sales page, right? Uh, and a lot of times what we're, we're doing is we're not selling it directly in the content. We are, we're, we're convincing people to go watch either a a sales webinar or a VSL or a piece that is designed to sell. So it's really these two pillars of of types of content where one is changing maybe a mindset on something and the other is introducing the tactical, the the, here's how it works and here's how you can buy it. Um, So the the beauty of that is most people don't even know you're selling. the, until you make it to the, like last ten percent of the the VSL or webinar, you don't know there's a product being sold, right. and that a protects your brand a lot more because you're not just coming out as a sales pitch guy. Um, and by they're educated buyers at that point, they've gone through all this these steps and they've they've spent the time and learned, and and the pressure is off of like a high pitch sales. Uh, medium, right? It's it's an informed buyer is a better buyer. It's, it's the one you want um, because they're more likely to get results, which is what your foundation of your product should be, right? Um, and, and really, the, the length of that is going to depend on the type of product. So I'm talking more like the $500 plus products. They need to be more in, informed about than maybe like a, you know, ticket a ticket product, right? Or a, even, you know, a, a glass. I don't need to write a, a 300 page, but but, you know, coming up with good benefits for why this glass is better than any other glass is part of the process, you know. Um, so so it, it does vary based on the price point, how, how informed they need to be to be a, a good buyer. Uh, Yeah. And and when you're um, running Facebook ads or or paid ads with affiliate
1: marketing, one of the challenges is the tracking of it, right? Because Mm -hmm. you don't, you know, and and where, where and how you're using the affiliate link because with Facebook, it might not be compliant. So is there a certain strategy that you guys are doing that successfully?
0: Yeah, so all of our, like I said, like the content marketing is the foundation. So we are not mailing to a sales page almost ever, or running ads to a sales page, unless maybe it's retargeting or something. But generally, we're we're the the pitch is in a video form. So uh, from a compliance standpoint, we're looking at you know obviously keeping it legally compliant. Uh, we'll, we'll have people review it from that angle. And, and it's good to learn about that stuff, by the way, just in general, FTC's website actually is very useful for that, just go. Actually interviewing Chip Cooper for FTC Guardian later today. There so. you go, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. that was one of the foundations of like, okay, if I'm gonna write this stuff, I should make sure I'm compliant. Um, and then Facebook's got its own kind of wheelhouse of compliancy that's mm-hmm. worth looking into if you're gonna be running a lot of ads. Uh, but the, the big thing in, from a branding standpoint is I like to, to marry the brand. So if client A is promoting client B, I'll build a bridge brand kind of in between where their two brands are together. And, it, and it's an endorsement uh, across the line. So um, that bridge page is, is a separate page from the actual like checkout and anything like that. Okay. And it may be a registration page, it may be a product recap page. Um, but the, the goal isn't necessarily just to get the sale right away. I wanna build that connection first. So building a, a bridge page or a, a co-branded page where it's clear what's going on um, is is has been the best uh, strategy for so us. So this would be like a lead page or a
1: ClickFunnels page that you'd have that you'd create on your end as an affiliate marketer and then you'd run ads to it. And then that would there be like an affiliate link, I guess, yeah it
0: 's either it 's either in the page or you know if it 's going to a webinar, the link in the video would be uh, uh, an affiliate link and then you know you can get kind of technical you could embed a link into the page where the cookie kicks in and stuff yeah. but but the at the end of the day the goal is for them to buy for the bonus as well so that 's where you can verify sales a lot of times because they want that bonus yes. and to get that bonus they they send the receipt over exactly. to the yeah and and sometimes you know a cookie might track or that something might not track but th- we know it's the buyer because uh they they wanted the bonus yeah. so is there a level of manual tracking that you're doing in that yeah, case because you might not you know, be that. able to
1: put in some cases like a tracking pixel on the thank you page because it might be hosted on their yeah. website
0: and i'll be honest on the bigger promotions we do we'll set up whole other shopping carts for it like whole other products membership stuff because we just know we're going to be doing large volume um, for anybody starting, like you're you're just that's part of the process. You might bleed some sales. It's just nature of the 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 thing with tracking. But um, generally, to get it foolproof, we do build kind of a separate ecosystem for it. And the nice thing about that, from a brokerage standpoint, is I can I can have more control over everything myself. Um, because I mean, the biggest benefit I bring to my clients is they don't have to worry about much. I write all the copy. I put all the pieces together. I build the funnels. I research the products. I, I do all the stuff so they don't have to worry about it. And part of that comes with me having a lot more control. Um, and the beauty of that, to be honest, you know, early on in my story, I was telling you, working these 80 hour weeks and dealing nonstop with clients. Most of my clients I talk to maybe like once or twice a month, uh, which is awesome. I'll never forget one of my bigger promotions (laughs) with a a fellow named Alex Becker. Um, I didn't speak to him on the phone once it was Facebook message. He said, here's what we're doing. Here's how you can help. Let's do it. And, and we did a million dollar launch in a week and I just, I never talked to him on the phone once. And it was the funniest thing. I was like, how much better is this than frigging managing these needy clients? And so it, it was affiliate marketing, but I was just doing more legwork because that's where the, my value came in. So, um, so, yeah, anybody who's looking into building like an agency or something, start thinking of it from an affiliate marketing st- like mindset, like how can I become more of a partner in this business? I, I generally, I, you know, I don't like tell this people, but it's where my mind goes. is I, I view myself as an investor because I'm investing my time, energy, uh, influence, knowledge, all this into these people's businesses. So as an investor, I'm weighing a lot more whether I'm going to work or not with somebody I'll actually pay for a meeting for somebody that I think would be a good client of mine. I'll pay them $2,000 for like a 30 minute meeting where I get to see if my thoughts about their business is, is right. Cause I'll research their business a lot before I'll work with them. Um, instead of just taking every lead that comes in and, and wasting a lot of time by talking to people who I don't want to, or, or just don't qualify for my type of service, I do outbound sales, which. Most people don't do,
1: <laughs> but yeah. I want to uh, ask you about networking. That's one of your strengths. You know pretty much everybody in the industry. Um, what are some tips that you have for people in terms of connecting with other people and networking
0: with them? Sure, I mean, foundationally, it never hurts to have a skill that can make people money. <laughs> yeah. So copywriting for me has been the foundational skill. It, there's the funnel building as well, but I can I can actually outsource that pretty well, like a $50 an hour, awesome web designer i can get to build out this stuff but the copy i still haven't found a way to outsource that very well like i've tried and just still never very satisfied with it so it is what i spend 80 percent of my time doing so that skill um, is very valuable to folks who uh, because there's different skills and different people have different aptitudes i think and you can learn any skill i do believe but like people like Ty lopez he's good at building an audience millions and millions of people interact with his content that's his focus so I can complement that skill with my skill of helping him monetize that audience, right? So it, if you're wondering, if you go to an event, and you're like, how can I connect with people? At least start building the foundation of a, a money-making skill. Uh, and I use money-making in the sense that a business is main goal is to generate revenue it's not like a bad word you know like growing a business so if you can learn some of those foundational skills like there's some people like there's some lawyers who they're good at acquisition and that's their money making skill you're good at building audiences and a plethora of other things but you your job in your business is to grow but you consult with other businesses to help them grow so a a growth mindset from a skill standpoint is the foundation of business networking you know and then uh the, the best book on the subject of just interpersonal networking, just actually building a good rapport with people is how to win friends and influence people. I mean, it's, it's, I, people like underestimate it's like a $6 book on Amazon or something. They're like, well, this can't just have all the, but and it is written in the you know, 1920s or whatever. But it, it just serves as that foundation of put people's interests ahead of your own, take your ego out of the picture and be willing to listen and that is a very challenging skill that you do have to practice. I, um, I grew up as a super shy kid, like to the point I couldn't, I had a really hard time talking to people. So, you know, about 16, 17, I just said, I'm just tired of feeling that anxiety of like uh, not being able to, to just connect with people. And it came down again, I mentioned earlier, that confidence Gap. There's a book called Confidence Gap, by the way, that's amazing on this subject. I wish I would have had it 20 years ago. But it, it, um, the, the concept's simple. Learn the principles behind the thing that you're not confident about. So that goes with networking as well. You need to learn some of the basics of what human interaction is all about. Because yeah. a lot of times we miss that, even especially as kids, if we are shy or we have a troubled childhood or we have um, uh, hardship we may not develop those skills well. And the way to do it is like any other skill. It's like cooking, you gotta practice, you gotta look at a recipe. <laughs> and how to win friends and influence people is, is that kind of foundation. And again, don't just read it, study it. Yeah. And you know, one of the funniest uh, points in that book that I took away was let people win arguments. Like you don't, unless it's a principle-based argument where you strongly believe in something, why do you have to win? It's because of your ego. Totally. Yeah. So if, if someone disagrees, you'd be like, yeah, I see your point. That's cool. You don't have to agree, agree. You can just say, I see your point. But um, but how, how many people do you know that don't connect because they just argue all the time? Yeah. And it's annoying. Yeah. But... Anyways, yeah, that's, those are the two levels of networking. And then, you know, going out and being with the people that you want to connect with is stage three. You go, go to events, events, reach out online, give value online, like to people like even yourself, become their affiliate is the easiest freaking way uh, to build a connection. I, I kid you not, that is uh, the shortcut. Like start selling people's products and they'll, they'll take they like your you. call. Yeah, 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 yeah for, for sure. sure. Awesome. I guess the last question is just any general advice that you'd give to
1: someone watching that is maybe a beginner, brand new. They're looking to make that transition to building an online business.
0: First, go watch all of his videos. That's honestly. <laughs> it might take you a while. It, it might take you a while, but but seriously, you have just a great library of of that. Uh, I'll call it intro level, but it it's surprising how it's simple, but it's not easy. <laughs> it's simple to understand, but it's not easy necessarily to execute. You still have to do stuff. Um, And then just you know this this whole hustle mindset of the world of just like grinding and and pushing and and forcing things i i found i've never done it that way like and that's not just like trying to sound high and mighty i found it doesn't work especially for me like i i need to find um, the actual information that's going to help me reach my goal instead of just trying to force things um, so, so step back a little bit from this, like the, if you're in that world of just hustle and grinding and, and take a deep breath and be okay with the fact that it might take a little longer than next week, you know, but, like become comfortable with the fact you may not be quitting your day job, like in, in two weeks and then going and making a million dollars and flying on private planes put in the work and don't be afraid of it Um, hard work is the foundation of anything valuable if you want to build a sculptor you got a chisel so I mean that's that's the biggest mindset takeaway and then identify a skill that that you you enjoy doing I like building things but like I went to school for graphic design but I found there's no real money in that there there was no value beyond just making things look good for the companies I was selling to. So I had to find a skill that would grow their business. So you may have a skill you really like to do, but find a way to transition that into a a complementary skill that can help people grow their business. So, and usually that's just learning sales. I always say copywriting is the first skill for online marketers that every, anyone who wants to sell online should learn. Um, And and combine that together and, and you'll have your passion uh, as a foundational push, like the reason this book looks so good is because my passion is design. But the reason the content's so good is because I put in the work to <laughs> to yeah. learn and ex- execute it. So, so find those complementary skills, the money, revenue, growing skill, and the passion skill and find a way to connect them.
1: Love it. Thank you so much, Sean. Thank really you, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for watching this. If you guys enjoyed it, make sure to check out Sean's book here. Again, the link is wwwprojectlifemastercom slash seven-figure marketing copy. Highly recommend it if you wanna dive deeper to learning copywriting and just marketing in general. But thank you again so much, man. I think so many people will benefit from this. Thank you guys. We hope you enjoyed it and we look forward to seeing you again in the next video. Take care.